Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Are you ready for another Growing in Grace? And I sense the response is, thank you, sir. May I have another? (laughs) Joel, Joel, we're like Doritos here. I mean, remember the old Jay Leno commercials from years ago where he used to advertise Doritos? Oh, wow. You're going way back. Eat eat all you want. We'll make more. We'll make more. Listen all you want to the Growing in Grace podcast and... Hey, uh, you know, we do get some good comments from people, so thank you for uh, for sharing the podcast with other people and uh, for letting us know that you're out there listening in. You know, we just sit here every week and we do this podcast, and it's fine. You know, we can do this and not ever hear from anybody, and uh, we just enjoy talking this grace stuff so much that we would just keep on doing it, but it does lift our spirits. Uh, no doubt about it when we hear from you. Even if it's just to say, hey, I'm out here listening, or um, if you got a question or a comment or whatever, feel free. Uh, you can just uh, go on over to growingandgrace.org. That's where all the podcasts from the past are uh, located, every single one of them. And our email address is there. I'll just say it right here. It's graceroots at gmail.com. So uh, feel free to get a hold of us that way. Excellent. Excellent. Last week we were talking about the commands, and if we're not under them, what do we use as a compass to guide us? The short story on that last podcast is uh, the alternative to the the rules of the Old Covenant, the alternative is the Holy Spirit who indwells us, uh, leads, guides, and teaches us. So uh, we're going to kind of continue on with that, Joel, and talk a little bit more about uh, the Holy Spirit and, and the transition that occurred from the previous covenant that we as Gentiles were never under to the, the new covenant where we have been invited to the table. But the Jewish people, they were under that first covenant, obviously. And uh, it was a, a different, it was a different ball game. I mean, it was just, it was an entirely different system than what we have now, as opposed to maybe some of the things we've been taught in the religious world that would le- at least leave us to believe or lead us to believe there, there was a change in the covenant. Uh, the new covenant was added to it. Uh, and that new covenant is better. It provided us with something better in Jesus Christ, but it, it's it's like it been attached to the old. And we use phrases like Judeo-Christianity and things like that, Judeo-Christian values, and, and so we blend them. And uh, they shouldn't be that way. The, 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 the old versus the new, as far as the covenants go, they have no interaction with each other. They're, they're, it's not like some sort of a, an eclipse that occurred where there was this crossover for a little while. Even when Jesus was on the earth, that wasn't even an in-between where we had a mixture of the two. One ended and was replaced with the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's either Judeo or there's Christian, but, but like you say, they're not mixed. The Jews had that old covenant we Gentiles were never invited to that party. God said, uh-uh, you guys have to stay out of this thing. And the problem, of course, as we've gone over many times on the podcast, was was the people. God found fault with the people uh, who were under that covenant, and so he said a new covenant was needed, and it's not going to be like the old covenant, he said. Understand that. It's not going to be like the old covenant. 
It's not going to be a continuation of the old covenant. It's going to be like you're saying, Mike, it's going to be something completely new. Looking at um, 2 Corinthians 3, 6 here uh, real quick, 3, 5, and 6, Paul says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who has also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, that is, you know, the letter of the law, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. The Holy Spirit gives life. Uh, the contrast there, he says, our sufficiency. You know, we don't think of ourselves as being sufficient in ourselves. There's nothing about us in and of ourselves that's sufficient. But he says, our sufficiency is from God. And so the under the old covenant, their sufficiency was, how good can I keep this old covenant? How good can I do it? And they found that they were insufficient in doing that. Again, God found fault with them. In us, or in this new covenant, it's not about us and our sufficiency. It's about God, who has made us sufficient. And how has he done that? He's done it by the blood of Jesus. He's done that by his grace. And uh, we simply get to walk in the sufficiency of God, and, and not in our own attempts to try to get this thing right. Yeah, I'm looking in, in 2 Corinthians 3 here, Joel, and uh, this contrast that's going on here between the old commandments from the old covenant written on stone as the ministry of death and condemnation. You know, it, it, it had a, an element of glory to it because it, the, the, the reflection of that glory came off the face of Moses. But there was something even more glorious than that, and, and that is this new covenant, this change that occurred from the old to the new, you know, where Paul started out uh, the, the chapter saying that you, writing to, to the people he's writing to, you are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by all men, being manifested that you are a letter of Christ. And, and so with, with, with this, we, we've got the letter, but the letter kills, the, the letter of the Old Testament or the Old Covenant, it, it kills. And well, like what you were talking about, Joel, the, the Spirit brings life. So you, you can see the contrast here. I mean, they are on the opposite end of the spectrum. It's Again, just to clarify here, if you're a new listener, the law wasn't bad. We're not against the law, but it was against us. It could not bring us righteousness. And so with, with that, it, it would demand perfection. It couldn't give us what we needed to uh, to make that happen, and so um, there you have it. I mean, the, the the letter kills, the spirit gives life, and those are the two different ministries going on here: the ministry of of righteousness uh, versus the ministry of of condemnation. And and the spirit of God, Joel. I, I we talked last week that sometimes people have a hard time relating to him, but um, he is always with you. So I don't. I don't know how to say this. I don't have to just always invite him into my presence. <laughs> God, God brought me into his presence, yes. right? Uh, so where do you go with that? I mean, because we, it's, and it's easy to do. Look, I'm, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad because we do this, because we're, we're human, right? And we, we sometimes lose sight of our, our spiritual reality. But the, the reality is that God is always there. He doesn't come and go. He's, he's not, you know, around Christmas time like Santa Claus looking to see who's, who's been naughty or nice. He, he's always there. And he, and he doesn't 
try to bring the hammer down on you either. He, he is a comforter. He's there to comfort you. Uh, he's not there to accuse you as the devil might try to do uh, or demonic forces of some kind. So just, just some thoughts there about understanding that, that God is on your side. He's there to remind you of God's righteousness in you. And he's not there to make you feel bad when you miss the mark. Yeah, I mean, he's there's so much there to be said about how he is ever present. You know, he said, Jesus said, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. I think it was uh, the writer of Hebrews who uh, who quoted Jesus again. You know, Jesus had said that in the, in the Gospels, we read that, and then the writer of Hebrews, uh, so that we know that it's for all of us who are in Christ. God will never leave us, he'll never forsake us. And in the Old Covenant, you saw something different. You saw people like David, who had a really good relationship with God, but you saw David crying out sometimes, saying things like, take not your Holy Spirit from me. There was maybe some sort of a fear in David that if he did something wrong, if he went the wrong way too much, if he did too much of, the, of a bad thing, or didn't do enough of the right things, or whatever. There was perhaps some sort of fear in David that God would take the Holy Spirit away from him. And so we sing this song. I've heard this song in Christian circles in in the church today. And it's, you know, take not your Holy Spirit from me. We don't have to worry about that, because like you said, God has invited us into him, and he has put himself into us. We are one spirit with him, Paul wrote. One spirit with God. We can't be taken away from him, and he can't be taken away from us. And so we get this joy, this pleasure of knowing that God is the comforter, God is our healer, God is the one who will never leave us and never forsake us, no matter what's going on. You know, sometimes our our circumstances, we take a look at what's going on in our lives, and we think, God can't possibly be in, in this or we think that bad things are happening, or circumstances are just not looking up, and so we fear that God has withdrawn himself from us, or for some reason isn't, is withholding his blessings. Well, God doesn't do that. God doesn't do that with us. Our circumstances aren't an indicator of God's presence or lack of presence. Our circumstances are generally an indicator of the fact that life on earth can sometimes not be that great. But in those circumstances, God never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's always there. He's always here with us. That's right. And and we're in union with the Lord, of course. And so we've got this helper that has been given to us. After Jesus rose, he sent this helper, uh, the other part of of the Trinity, um, the Holy Spirit, and Paul said in, in, where am I at here? Romans 8. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And we talked a couple of weeks ago about how, how our identity in Christ is not really to be a follower. We often hear the phrase, I'm a follower of Jesus. Well, uh, that's okay. It's just that really follower in, in, in most of the references in Scripture were actually people following Jesus around. And, and in this case, we don't just follow him. We're being led by the Spirit of God. We're literally being led. That's different than being a follower because the Spirit accompanies us and we're in union with him. And um, this, this Spirit that we now have is not a spirit of bondage that brings fear, but it's a spirit of adoption where we can just cry out, Daddy or Abba Father. And the Spirit himself will bear witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. 
as a believer in Christ. So this is all good news. And prior to all this, Joel, again, comparing the, the old to the new, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death because what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son. So you, you can see the difference, again, between what used to be for the Jewish people under the old versus us today under the new. Yeah, look at these look at these contrasts that we have. Even even in just in this passage that we were looking at in 2 Corinthians 3, you know, we've got the ministry of death. We got how the law killed, but the spirit gives life. A little bit later on in uh, 2 Corinthians 3, um, nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Well, he says, even to this day, when Moses is read, that's the law, a veil lies on their heart. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So look at that huge contrast. You know, for people under that old covenant, death, bondage, condemnation, and uh, in Christ, where the Spirit of the Lord is and where we're in union with Him, which is the way it is in Christ, we're in union with the Spirit, like Cap was saying there. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so walk in that liberty and enjoy it and uh, know that that's what God has provided for you freely. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.